Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, the one to nothing victory was nice, but the Rays are back in their usual ways, winning 7-2 over the Red Sox. You know, I like the whole four-run thing. That's, that seems to be what separates them from some of these other streaks. But, man, they were good again, you know. They, they did the Red Sox, 7-2 win, Shane McClanahan. Um, don't think he allowed, what, just a, a couple hits, um, if that. And, I mean, this team, and, I'm, and we'll get into what, what might be a concern with Yandy Diaz and a, and a wrist injury, but they're, they're just, there doesn't seem to be any stress in, in their wins. They pile on the runs. Um, they play great defense. It, you know, obviously, you know, with McClanahan on the mound, he was dominant again. They're just rolling, man. There's no other way to describe. It. I, I don't know how far they can take this. And every week or every game, you say this, just like, okay, this is probably going to come to an end now. But they're two games away from what is the record, right? To 13 wins to start a season in baseball history. It's just incredible. I mean. And we've talked about these stats, but they've hit 29 home runs. They hit four more tonight. They've given up 20 runs on the year. They've out-homered the opponent yeah. in total runs. Yeah. I mean, that's assuming those are all solo shots, and they're not. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, what was it? Paredes and Yandi and Brendan Lau and Josh Lowe tonight with home runs? Josh Lowe had a nice game, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's different guys every night. Mm-hmm. It's – it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, we always we've joked about their batting averages over the years. And granted, we're eleven games in, but you look at the lineup tonight: Yandy Diaz three hundred three, Brendan Lyle three twenty one, Arozarena three twenty six, Juan de Franco three eleven, Paredes three fourteen, Josh Lowe three eighty five. It's still a small sample size, but everybody's hitting, and their pitching has been lights out. I mean, McClanahan did have four walks today, but, you know, still only two hits, one run. But the pitching, I mean, when you've given up 20 runs in 11 games, that's incredible. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, they're just – and I think the pitching starts it, right? I mean, they give their offense a chance to come around, which has every night. But, you know, where they have three straight shutouts and then you give up a couple runs, um, you know, their guys have been their guys. Their starters have been dominant. Haven't really had to use the bullpen very much, although they did the other night when they won one to nothing. But the defense is there. They made some great plays. Um, little concern about some injuries now. Yandy Diaz seemed to come down on his wrist, and he left the game. Maybe it's precautionary. We'll find out. Uh, you know what what his the extent of his injury is. Although he had a great game um, offensively, obviously with a home run and a bunch of hits. But it doesn't even seem as if. It's it's without much effort. Like they, you know, one through nine, they're hitting the ball, they're putting it in play, they're getting on top of teams, and the again, this dominant the the whole the threat of this whole thing is they're pitching, and you know, 
if you can avoid the injury, which is, you know, there's some injury bugs starting to happen a little bit here. Um, there is good one through four, maybe one through five. You know, we talked about Josh Fleming the other night um, as, as any team in the majors. It just doesn't seem like they're going to slow down. And I and I wonder, you know, you get this close, and we talked about, you know, 13 wins I think is the, is historic in terms of starting a season. You just wonder, like, when does the streak – become not the goal but like it's a it's a real living breathing thing mm-hmm. like can you push this thing beyond you know two 13 games beyond 13 mm-hmm. games you know, 20 games like like how long can you carry this on and it's inevitable that they may lose a game although I'm starting to think my call of under 162 or 161 and a half might be wrong um but they they don't show any signs of slowing down. And the Red Sox, make no mistake, they, they, they got some bats on that side, and they have completely bottled them up. Um, it, it's just it's so much fun to watch if, you know, if you're a Rays fan or a baseball fan. This is a confident team. Mm-hmm. It's a deep team. It's a different guy every night. It's the same guy every night. Like They're just all contributing right now, and it's, and it's hard to do this and string it together like that to start a season. I, I've just – I've not seen – anything like it and you know they're the talk of baseball make no mistake like you turn on mlb network you you listen to podcasts with buster Olney and others the rays are all of the talk of baseball and the consensus is like we've talked about this is not an aberration like this is kind of who they are and whether it's the rules or it's um you know just the depth um of of their pitching and their starting lineup like no one, when they really analyze this on these other networks, are that surprised. Like, they knew they were really good, but they're like, well, where do you see a, a real weakness here? And again, it's always the caveat. It's a long season. They're not going to win them all, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? They're really good. Like, this, you can't fake 11 in a row, win by four in 10 of them. Like, that's the thing. Like they mm-hmm. won by four more runs in 10 of those 11 games. This is a dominant, dominant team. Well, and they might to get tested tonight because now you've that's got a true. second starting pitcher on the IL. Zach uh, Eflin's yeah. on the IL. Now you've got Tyler yep. Glass now. Two of your top three starters. That's tough. Are now on the IL. Taj Bradley's going to make his debut. Yep. Excited mm-hmm. to see what he's done. He's He hasn't had – well, I think he's had two starts in, in Durham. The first one was a, was a little rough, but there was a lot of weather involved with that too, so I think there were some external factors. Right. Um, so we'll see what he does tonight. But the you know it's 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 almost like the pitching has been so good the hitters have no pressure on them they don't and they just look like they're having fun up there and then once you get a lead your pitchers have no pressure on them right yeah they know they're going to score runs I mean if they can throw up some more zeros I mean they're going to jump out and then before you know it they're up four runs you know and that's hard for any major league team to come uh, come back on let alone you know on the road and this is a good this is a pretty good. Red Sox hitting team should be, and I think will be for the rest of the season. They've just completely bottled them up. I mean, the pitching is that good, and they've only had one save situation. Obviously, they got it the other night. Yeah, I I just continue. You turn on the games and you go, wow, there they are. Oh, two nothing. Oh, four nothing. Like you just can't believe how dominant they are, and 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 they get it. You know, in the lineup one through one through eight, one through nine. It it's really a, a magical run, and 
they're not going to win the American League East this month or this week. But I'll tell you what, they're going to separate themselves to the point where, you know, if you have enough of this and you jump out, it's so similar to me, not in terms of consecutive wins, but the way the Yankees jumped out last year. Like, you can bury teams in April, you know. few teams, no one's going to win a division in April, but you can really put them way behind. And they're they're starting to – they're starting to pile it on to the point where it's you know it's going to be hard to catch them this month anyway. It may take them several months for teams to run them down. I'm just so impressed with them, and it, and and again, the younger players like the Josh Lowe's and guys like that, you know, you you hope they would hit. You, you know, you, you thought that they um, would make big contributions, but they don't have to do it every night. But it's a it's the same or the different guy. Like it's so deep that you look up and. You know, young players are making huge additions to them at the plate, and they're and like you. You mentioned the averages. I mean, the batting averages on this team are ridiculous. You know, kind of just for that many players to start off that hot is very, very rare. So, I don't know. I don't know where the superlatives are. I don't know how many of those you can throw at them, but they are they are a force right now. And and that's the other thing too, Steve. You wonder like you know teams come are going to come in here or or going to play the Rays and be. You know they're going to have a big target on them now. You know they're the team that won blank games in a row to start the season. But the other part of it is, is that they got so much swag right now <laughs> that you know how much does that carry you? I mean, if you can win twelve, thirteen, fourteen to start the season, you kind of know who you are. Like it, it's only going to help these younger guys that are getting stuff done to have confidence that you know they belong and. Confidence is everything in sports. I, I mean, I really think they're going to get a big bounce out of this, not just for the first week or two, but for the whole season. And, oh, we got some buck news that popped up, of course, um, just, what, 15 days before the draft. We'll get to that in just a minute. First, I want to tell you guys about how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing these systems now for 13 years in the area. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products and conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and they're going to customize it to you. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so all those guys... Up there on the roof installing them. Those are Billy Mays guys. You know exactly who's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, so a little um, deja vu, I guess, all over again. Is in terms of what happened with Devin White and the news that sort of broke again in that he has asked for a trade from the Buccaneers. It wasn't sort of presented that way specifically, but back in March when White started tweeting some some cryptic things on his social media, um, he was sort of pressed on it, and then he kind of backed down and was sort of like, oh, you know, I was just, you know, looking forward to the next season. I was commenting on how fast the first four years went by, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, at the time, back in March, I, I had confirmed with the Bucks that they had no in, intentions of trading him. Now came the sort of breaking, not necessarily breaking news that popped up all over um, social media a little bit on, on uh, Tuesday that Devin White had indeed asked for, has asked for a trade from the Buccaneers. So he doesn't want to be here. And, of course, as most things or many things in life, it, it seems to surround to be about money or the lack thereof. I mean, he is in his fifth-year option. He's a first-round pick, so the Bucks have a fifth-year option, which they have exercised. He's going to make a little over $11 million this year, but he's looking for an even bigger payday. And from what I can gather, and I, I don't want to – jump the the shark here necessarily but from what i can gather i think it it seems as if he wants to be the highest paid inside linebacker in football i mean roquan smith makes 20 million dollars a year on a five-year contract now with the baltimore ravens so that's a hundred million dollars if we go to spo track which is this outfit that sort of you know documents salaries and projects what the value is they have devin white valued at like 20.1 million dollars a year on a new deal so, okay, what's a half a million between friends on a five-year contract? At the end of the day, as Stephen A. Smith would say, he's under contract. And and I appreciate the fact that he would like to get an extension now, and the Bucks are, in fact, talking to his agents about doing that, but they apparently don't have any sort of accord yet. Um, but having said that, like, them the rules. Like, here's the thing. If you got a problem with a fifth-year option as a first-round pick, go talk to the CBA. Go talk to the union that negotiated this contract. You know they don't have to give him an extension and pay him anywhere close to twenty million dollars this year. They can absolutely make him play under the fifth-year option next year. They could franchise him. They could franchise him again after that. And here's the thing, Steve: Have we sound? Have you seen enough? And I think Devin White is an extraordinary talent, but have you seen enough from him to know that you're willing to pay him as the best inside linebacker in all of football? No, I I think, I think he's a tremendous talent. Mm -hmm. I think he isn't nearly consistent enough. That's the word. That's the word to be considered the top linebacker. Uh, I think you, he gets exposed when Levante David's not next to him. I agree. Uh, you know, I think I think he relies too much on raw talent. Yep, and not sound technique and and positioning. Mm-hmm. And I think Levante mm-hmm. covers a lot of that up for him. Yep, totally when, agree. When he goes on instinct, I, I think you know. I it, from a, a pure skill and physical ability, he's phenomenal. He's exceptional. Yeah, um, no question. He's you know he's a, a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he he shows flashes of being one of the best players, but I you just don't see it consistently enough. That's the word, and that's the word that Todd Bowles has used. That's the word he has used in terms of like I need to become more consistent, and that's not just a game-to-game thing, that's a day-to-day thing. You know, there's some immaturity. And look, far be it for me, you know, the old man to tell a 24, 25-year-old how he should act. 
there's a lot on his plate at a very young age, and I can appreciate that. I really, I can. Um, but he had a lot that he accomplished and that other people accomplished with him at a very young age. You know, he's he won a Super Bowl right out of the chute almost from LSU. So I, I get, and he's made a Pro Bowl, and I get why he feels, having led the team in tackles every year, you know, that he's elite. And maybe he is. Maybe he is. But there's too much inconsistency in his game, in my opinion, for the Bucks to commit $100 million to him right now. And the fact is, they don't need to. Here's the other thing that's unique about this is that, from what I understand, they're still negotiating with the guy. You know, he's represented by CAA. And this felt to me like sort of a desperate last attempt by his agency to sort of force his way out of here. Because with the draft in 15 days, you know, if if you were to, to be able to move him and get him out of Tampa Bay, it's going to require draft picks. And so before that window closes because the draft is coming up, you know, I think they're basically sending a signal to other teams that like, hey, you could get Devin White. Maybe you could get the Bucks to trade Devin White because Devin White's not happy there. And so they're hoping perhaps that other teams call the Bucks and somebody makes an offer that, that seems appealing to them. I'm here to tell you when they say that he's they don't have no intentions of trading him, you never say never, but I believe him. I, I don't think that there's any upside and I don't know what you could get for him. That was I mean, that really was the don't. conversation you and I had before the podcast. Yeah. What, what would you get for Devin White right now? I, I don't know. I, I I think it would be hard in some ways, and probably every way, to get a first-round pick for the guy. And if I can't get a first-round pick for him, why am I, why am I trading? You know, trading him because if, if, he wants to be traded. If he plays this year for you, and then leaves in free agency, and gets mm-hmm. anywhere near the kind of money he's hoping to get, yeah, you're going to get what a third-round compensatory pick. Yeah. So if someone's offering yeah. you a second-round pick this year, are you taking that deal? No. I mean, I just don't think it's enough. Not not for this you know? year. No. 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 You know, they're going to give you a third rounder? No, definitely. I'm going to get that next year and and half the guy for 11 million this year. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you you just can't. There's not enough value um in the deal. To, to give up. And plus, you have one more year of control over him, which is not mm-hmm. a small thing. You know, and that's the thing. If you're drafted in the first round, there is a fifth-year option. He's going to get a significant increase, you know, in, in terms of salary. But here's an example. Here, here, you asked what you could get, okay? The highest-paid inside linebacker in the NFL is Roquan Smith, as I mentioned. The Bears traded him, okay? And... They traded him not for a first-rounder. They got a second and a fifth-round pick in 2023. I, I don't know why you would do that. I don't, I don't know why you would take a two and a five. If that's, if that's the going rate for the best, highest-paid inside linebacker in football, why would, you, why would you want that if you're the Bucks? You'd have to use at minimum a second-round pick to try to replace. I mean, he's the fifth overall draft pick coming out, number five overall for an inside linebacker, which is rare. 
and you're going to replace him with what? Somebody you got in the second or fifth round or package those two? Like, I'm sorry, you're just not going to have the same kind of player. So the Bucks hold the cards here. What I wonder is if he's getting really bad advice because just this seems like a desperate plea at this point, right before the draft, to try to say, you know, well, you've got you can pick up some extra picks, blah blah blah. Let's do it now. But they waited until half the teams in the NFL have used up most of their salary cap. You know, that's the other part. I mean, some teams may want him, but they can't fit him underneath the cap at this point. Hell, the Bucks barely can. So. You know, if you're going to make this push, maybe you should have made it earlier. But certainly now, you're just hoping some team wants to give up some draft picks. And like I said, with Smith, a two and a five, I wouldn't give Devin White up for a two and a five right now. I just don't think enough compensation. I'd have to use that and more to try to replace him, you know. And you brought back Levante David because you're right. Levante David is the great concealer for him. He makes up... Uh, um, on you know a lot of Devin White's over aggressiveness and mistakes and whatnot, and he's signed to a one year deal. It's a one year seven million dollar deal. So if you lost Devin White and all you have is Levante David, you're you're back to not having another inside linebacker. And David's probably going to retire after a year. So you you're just you're not in a good place if you're the Bucks to try to appease this guy, and you have to kind of play hardball with him. And maybe he'll come around and him and his agents will decide whatever long-term deal the Bucks are offering is worth it. But, man, for right now, and here's here's the final thing. What does this say to his teammates or to the fans or to the coaching staff who have backed him all along? I mean, Todd Bowles is his biggest supporter. You're, you're going to start the off-season program, or are you, in the middle of April or go into OTAs in May and everybody is going to look at you with their side eye going, yeah, but you don't really want to be here. You wanted to be traded. You don't want to be part of us. I don't think that helps him with his teammates either. It definitely doesn't. And, and you know, look, there's, there's trade requests made all the time in sports. Sure, absolutely. Most of them don't go public. That's the key. And it sure That's seems like this is coming from Devin White's camp. Me, yeah, no question. I think it's his agents. I, I think they're driving the bus here. But it reflects only on you. It doesn't reflect on them. Their names aren't in aren't in the newspaper or the you know the internet reports or whatever. Yours is. It's a bad look, and it's distracting. And you're you're their best player on defense. Look, it's not a great defense. I mean, here's the thing. You take Devin White out of that defense, what do you have? Um, he's clearly their best player. You don't have an edge rusher. You don't know what Shaq Barrett's going to be when he comes off the Achilles injury. You've got, you know who you got? You got Vita Vea. Yeah, Vita Vea. I like Antoine Winfield Jr. Down. at safety. I like, I like him. I like Pro their Bowl, corners. Pro. Yes, they've re-signed both corners. You're right. There are pieces. There definitely are pieces. But he's he's probably... As Todd Bowles has said, if not their best, but at least mm-hmm. their second best player on defense. And not knowing for sure who their best is. But it just it would take such a huge bite out of them um mm-hmm. defensively. And and Todd Bowles just has no it's not what he's about. You know, he's struggling to keep his job. He's trying to win enough games to be back, you know, in, in twenty twenty four. So 
they're not going to trade. I don't believe they would trade him. It's it's just a bad look, and it's kind of lose lose all around. And the Bucks, I assure you, because I check with them again, they have no intention of dealing this guy. You can't knuckle under and, and be held hostage like this. And I'm for guys getting as much money as they can get. I, I don't care. I think there's plenty of money for everybody. It'd be great if they can sign him to a big long-term deal. But this this thing kind of popped back up out of nowhere. And I think it's just simply because we're getting really close to the draft. And they're getting really desperate. And, you know, you hope they get it together. But, you know, I I, I do wonder about, like, what's going to be the effect of this overall. If, if Devin White probably as expected has his choices are play for the bucks or don't play for anybody. And you know, him not coming to OTAs and him not coming to certain off season workouts and stuff like that will not, will not make him better. And it's not going to make the bucks better. So it's kind of a messy, it's a messy situation. It's just one of those things that need to be addressed that, you know, neither side seems willing to move nor necessarily should they, but I don't, I don't, don't know where it's going to end. Just a, just a bad look all the way around. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month. Over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, finally, we you know, Steve, this Toronto Lightning Series is going to start next week, and this was sort of, I thought, was going to be a feeling out period. I'm not sure what game I saw necessarily on Tuesday. It seemed to me as if maybe Toronto was trying to lean on the Lightning a little bit and sort of send the message. But there were so many penalties in this game, and I didn't necessarily agree with uh, what wound up being a man advantage for Toronto at the end of the game mm-hmm. and probably cost the Lightning. So what did you see? What 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 were these teams trying to do and what ultimately happened on Tuesday night. Well, first of all, Toronto sat several players, including Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Mark Giordano. They were playing with only 17 skaters. Okay. Uh, because they wanted to rest some guys and, you know, whether they're dinged up a little bit. They called up a goalie from the AHL. Uh, Samsonoff is apparently dinged up and uh, Matt Murray's got a concussion. So they they called up a goalie who's had a really good season on the AHL. Uh, I thought the officials made a point to keep the game under control. I, I I think they were worried that this game doesn't mean anything in the standings. They're going to play each other in the playoffs next week. We don't want messages sent. We don't want to risk big brawls or injuries. And so they were actually giving, you know, anytime a scrum would happen, more often than not, they gave out power plays, not just even up penalties. And to be well, honest, you're going I, to box. I mm-hmm. applaud that. I love the okay. fact that if Pat Maroon has a perfectly legal check applied to him, he doesn't like it and goes and fights Luke Shen, he should get the extra two minute penalty, which he did. I like okay. that. And I like that when when Toronto would do the same thing. If you're gonna go cross check someone in front of the net after the play's over, 
and the whistle's blown just because you want to start something there, then you should get the yeah. extra penalty. And, and no, yeah. more often than not, officials in the NHL just even it up. Both of you go to the box for two minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. Right. And, okay, those players go sit, but nobody gets penalized. Right. You didn't hurt your team. Outside, you're just not on the ice, but you took someone with you. I yeah. like the fact the officials did that. Now, did I agree with every penalty they called? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they missed some as well. But I- I'm okay with with pu- punishing a team. You know, there's no need to for Mikey A. somehow to go cross-check a guy. No, he didn't hit him very hard in front of the net. But you didn't need yeah. to do that. You know, that that's not – you don't – that kind of stuff doesn't need to happen. So I kind of mm-hmm. like that. I thought the Lightning – Overall played pretty well. I had 81. Uh, let me check the numbers if it got changed at all. 48 shots. 30, they had 80 shot attempts. Toronto had 41. Yeah, I mean, the most nights you're going to win that game. What, what, I'm, what I've always been curious about is, and you're right, maybe the officials were sending a message that we're not putting up with mm-hmm. the shenanigans. We know you guys play each other again next week. But don't you want it to be consistent? In other words, mm-hmm. don't you know? Sometimes they let things go in the postseason that they would have yep. called penalties in the regular season, and I don't think that's right either. So to me, so you're sending a message, mm-hmm. or you're you know calling it tight because you don't want you don't want to you want to set a tone. That's fine. Are you going to do this in the postseason? Mm, probably not. Probably not. You're probably probably not going to have the whistle as pursed on your lips as you do right now. I I agree, but I also know in the postseason a lot of that borderline stuff, you're you don't mm-hmm. take as many chances because you don't want to put your team on the power on the penalty kill. Yeah. Like, no, that's true. I mean, you know, there there's there's a lot of scrums, but it doesn't get quite as physical. It doesn't because mm-hmm. you want to be careful not to cross that line. Yeah. Because, you know, okay, in game 81 when your seating's decided, Giving up a power play to the other team isn't doesn't hurt you. It's no big deal. Day. Yeah, I mean, granted, the power play was why Toronto won this game. They scored two power play goals, mm-hmm. and, and and their goalie was Wall was good. He was really good. He was good. Yeah, he was good. But I mean, the Lightning were shooting from everywhere. I I thought they played a pretty good game. I mean, it was a spirited game. Well, they did. It was, you know, they did a lot of things well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Nikita Kucherov had ten shots, fourteen that attempts, nice. but ten on net. That was nice. You know, Braden Point had seven shots on that. Did you learn any? Like, did you see anything in terms of? They've obviously played Toronto already this year. But did you see anything in terms of matchups? Did you see anything? I, I think it's hard would... when when Matthews and Marner aren't out there and Giordano. I mean, you got to see Luke Shen on that team. You hadn't seen that before. And there's a few other players. That, I mean, Toronto added a lot of players at the trade deadline. You know, so Luke you got Shen to, and Maroon went at it, by the way. Yeah, that and they're good friends, too, by the way. Yeah. It was was weird. Yeah. Um, but but I, I don't know if you learned a lot as far as that goes. I mean, but you did see a couple of the players that Ryan O'Reilly and some of those players that you, you know, haven't seen in Toronto's uniform. You kind of saw how they played with them. But like I said, I mean, their their lines were different. They were only playing with 17 skaters as well. Uh, but when you're, you know, two of your top players were sitting out for load management, which I guess is coming to right. the NHL now from the NBA. Yeah, it is. You know, Lightning have one more game left. 
against Detroit on Thursday, and then the playoffs will start next week. So it's uh, crazy. It's here. All the playoff teams are decided except one spot in the East now. The Panthers clinched on Tuesday night, so they are in the playoffs. They could either be wild card one or two. Mm. The last playoff spot to be determined is between the Islanders and the Penguins. Wow. So Penguins still alive. They're alive. They lost a bad game at Chicago. They they controlled their own destiny, and then they lost 5-2 to two at Chicago. Lost the Blackhawks, I know. And the Blackhawks, or it was at home, and the Blackhawks were coming off a back-to-back where they played at home the night before and then flew to Pittsburgh Jeez. and beat the Penguins 5-2. to two. So if the Islanders play tonight, against, they host Montreal. If they get one point, they clinch. They're in, yeah. The only way Pittsburgh can make it is for the Islanders to lose in regulation tonight, and then Pittsburgh has to beat the Blue Jackets on Thursday night. So Sidney Crosby well, and Alex Ovechkin – May miss the playoffs the same year for the first time since 05-06. Man, incredible. What a run. Yeah, it's going to be weird without those teams, but the East is loaded, mm-hmm. absolutely loaded, and it starts with Toronto. And, and Boston the set the all-time points Tuesday. record on Tuesday night as well with 133. Yeah. Past well, the 76-77 Canadians. What could happen when you win the President's Trophy that by that much? I mean, other than... Yeah. And they'll Columbus. they'll face either the Islanders or the Penguins or or the Panthers in the first round. Yeah, would would the Lightning get them in the second round necessarily? Or does Boston, it, does yes. It, okay, yes. Assuming the Lightning win and Boston, win. assuming yes. they were to win the first round, they would get we get Boston in round two. Assuming Boston wins their round two, yes. Assuming they win, yeah. Wow, that would be something, man. It's going to be a tough road, but again, I think. I mean, here is the gauntlet you know, the Lightning probably will have to face to get to the Stanley Cup. Toronto, Toronto, Boston, Boston, Carolina or the Rangers or the Devils, and then Colorado or Edmonton are the favorites in the West. Yeah. Now, I mean, wow. upsets can happen, and maybe it doesn't happen that way. But yeah, just get them to the Stanley Cup. But yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough tough road for them. It really is. But that's why they play the games, and and they have as much or more experience than any any team in the NHL with you know, three straight Stanley Cup appearances, so you can't really write them off. Um, and, I, you know, the Toronto series is going to be really, really good. I think it's going to be a great series. But Toronto still has the pressure of having to win one at some point. Have You guys still got to slay the dragon, and I don't care who you are in the East. You got Someone's got to knock these guys out before you can claim it. And, you know, the Lightning just have a way of showing up when it matters in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at this point, they're not that really worried about the regular season. And don't forget, last year Toronto led the series three to two. Yeah, they did, and they had led one, three to two, and they had one goal leads in both game six and seven. <laughs> it's just stupid, man. There's pressure on Toronto because they're Toronto, and their playoff mm-hmm. history is not good. They haven't won a series you know, since '04. I mean, gosh, it's been yeah forever. So the Lightning have won three Stanley Cups. Since the last time Toronto won, before a they won a series, yeah, because they won in, in 04, the year the Lightning won the Cup that the year. year but they obviously, won Toronto yeah. won a yeah. series early, not the final one. So, yeah, wow, I mean that's that, crazy, man. I mean Toronto, that hockey crazy town, has not won a cup since '67. Yeah, I mean that's that's the mecca, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the hub of everything. Yep. And it's been it's now been 30 years this year since Canada's won a cup, '93. Mm. Wow. Well, it's going to be an exciting playoff series. I think these two teams have similar styles, and it's going to be, you know, 
really fun to watch. And, and you know, the Lightning were kind of laying in the weeds a little bit and, you know, resting guys and making sure they're healthy because this doesn't matter. And that's the right approach, you know, in my opinion. But entertaining series. It's going to be really good. And then they wrap it up, of course, the regular season here coming up uh, in their next game. And that That's it. Mm-hmm. That's a wrap. So postseason, here we come. All right, it was such a busy day with Devin White, with the Rays, with the Lightning. We'll get to your mailbag questions tomorrow, we promise. You can still submit those. You can go on Twitter, send them to us at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Rays, 11 wins in a row going for number 12 in another series sweep coming up. It's just incredible. They just keep rolling, and, of course, Lightning will be in the postseason before you know it. So a lot going on right here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with your mailbag questions. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.